All right, everybody, welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast. Hey, guys, how's it going? We're live. So I think really the, the three main things, like, harsh on, like, number one, you know, know your numbers, stick with them, right? Like, hold firm, right? Yep. Price properly. Two, actually have some kind of a process. And it can just be literally asking some basic questions about budget, about timeline, like, actually properly do some basic filtering. And then three is just like, yeah, you have to follow up, guys. Like, you're going to send a lot of quotes, right? You're going to do a lot of meetings. A lot of people are going to say no. People are not going to get back to you. But you, it is your responsibility or your sales team, but you have to consistently follow up with all of your customers. Like phone, right, John? Text, email, whatever. You have to follow. Because just because they're saying no today, they might say no in a week. They might say yes in a month, right? Like it could change. Or you might get no response for 10 days. And then on the 11th day, they're like, oh, hey, man, I was on vacation. I got back. Yeah, let's do the roof. Right. It's like- yep. <laughs> exactly. I mean, most, most of the most of the closes that are from follow up until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class. They call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. So guys, we're here today um, with an absolute awesome dude, all-star PFC member, um, someone who's really been working super hard at getting better, not only running his business and being a champion CEO, but really working hard at his sales process. I call him the king of New Kensington. He's also called the sales piranha. Many nicknames, Sean Whelan. Um, Sean, before we get into this, why don't you kind of just introduce yourself, you know, who you are, what kind of work you do, you know, where, where you're located, who you serve, that kind of stuff. Okay, um, Sean Whalen, uh, second generation business owner. Uh, I'm in out of uh, Pittsburgh, Western PA, Pittsburgh general area. We do primarily we are a general contractor, but uh, our bread and butter is exterior replacement, siding, right. roofs, okay. decks, that things of that nature. But you do like you do interior renovations and additions, yeah. Stuff, right? Okay, cool, yeah. awesome. Yeah, you just mentioned something really interesting too, which is like second generation contractor. Your dad was a contractor, um, obviously did things a different way than you did, probably more old school, right? A little bit oh, yeah. less on the technology and system side. So, you know what? It's a great place to start, dude. And maybe you can tell me kind of like, you know, working with your dad and like seeing him run the business and now having been through PFC and seeing like, you know, the different ways you can run a business or maybe how it, it should run. In terms of sales, like what do you think is like, I know, I know what I think it is, but what do you think it is with like maybe the older guys like that older mindset around sales in terms of just like always wanting more and, you know, always kind of taking every job. Like what do you think causes that, that mindset with the older guys? Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what causes it. I mean, you don't want to turn anything down, right? Work right. work, I guess is the, is the main, is what I would think that the main mindset behind it is. But like you get in, you get into traps doing that, man, you get, class D clients left and right dude and okay, hold on what's a class D client for people who don't know what a class D client a deadbeat is. a deadbeat someone who doesn't pay you right yep yeah okay or or a class C can't stand right you don't want to be around them 
They hover yeah. over your guys. They bug you a million times on text and email, right? Yep. Yeah. And isn't it funny, dude, like how, and you've, you've seen this firsthand over the last year of being a member, like as you charge more, as you deal with better people, isn't it weird that they're, they're better customers and they're less picky and they're easier to yeah. deal with, right? Like, isn't that crazy? It's like, it, it all happens organically. Like, so you start <laughs> totally. charging more and you start attracting a different clientele or higher more high-end clientele, you know, better customers. And um, it, it's like, it, it, it kind of all happens together, right? Like Seriously. you're able to charge more because you're attracting these customers and you're yeah. attracting these customers so you can charge more. Yeah. It's like a positive hamster wheel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Versus the other before you were on the hamster wheel, right? You're always chasing jobs, don't have enough cash flow, right? You can't get ahead. And I think like on the sales side is like, because we're the owner for a lot of, for most of you guys listening in the group and drop a comment below guys, like if you're struggling with sales or you have class D clients or you don't know what Sean's talking about in terms of, um, you know, raising your prices and getting better customers to drop a comment in. But like, as you're, as you're doing your business, as you're a contractor, you're the sales guy, right? Because you're the business. So you're the guy who sells the business because you're the guy who has the most conviction about what you're doing because you're doing it. But the downside of that, right? Not having any sales process, being that guy and wearing all those hats, right? Is that, you don't really value your time, right? I think is what happens to a lot of guys, Sean. And like before PFC, like how many quotes did you do? Do you think that were like a total waste of your time or like you shouldn't even quote them in the first place? Oh God, I don't even want to think about it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's an incalculable number, right? Um, yeah. Right? It's like a race to the bottom when you're doing stuff like that though, you know? Right. But I think, I think a lot of guys, you know, in this group and a lot of guys who listen to this, they think that they like, they have to, do that quote and then they have to take that job and they think that they can't say no. Right. And I think the biggest thing about getting good at sales as a contractor is you learn the power of the word. No. Right. Most powerful word. There is. <laughs> and then you start using it with your guys. Right. And you start using it with your vendors and all of a yep. sudden you're learning you're like, man, like saying no is good. And, and why, why do you think it's so powerful? Or like, what does that mean to you? Well, because, well, like you said before, like you don't, you, you when you're when you're the only one, you don't you don't put a value on your time. But time is the only thing that you cannot get back. Right. You can always gain more money. You can always earn more income. Whatever it is, but time you will never get back. And if you don't respect it, then nobody's going to respect it. Right. Your own time. So right. when you say no, that's it. There's no more. You know what I mean? You're not you're not in that trap anymore. Right. And we don't we often don't like really think about the time of like oh it's just another quote at five o'clock right and then it's like, okay you got to drive that quote you got to do it. You got to drive home, and there's all that time you spent doing that, all the gas, all this cost you just like wasted, where you could have been yep. doing other stuff. You could have been working on job costing. You could have been doing a million things. You could have just been hanging out with your family, right? Because again, like you said, you shouldn't have even been doing that quote in the first place. Right. And I think for a lot of guys, like we, because we don't manage our time, or we we don't really understand the value of our time, then we just we just give it away, basically, right? Yeah. We're just like That's okay, exactly right. it's just like yeah, just another quote, but it's not just another quote, right? it's potentially something else you're not doing or it's time again, like with your family or time for you to do whatever the hell you want to do. Right. Like at the end of the day, exactly right. Yeah, man. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think, yeah, part of this, this thing of like, you're saying no to C and D clients is it creates within you too, like, like a, not like a, an effect, but it creates like a sense of confidence, right. Where you start saying no and you're like, Oh, I can say no. And like get people to say yes to me who are better clients who are paying more. And I think, part of now with you like seeing this transformation of you becoming really good at sales and, and really learning how to close is like it's just really about your confidence really at the end of the day yeah right? it's like, exactly all it is yeah 
you're incredibly confident that what you do, you're really good at, right? Like you're really good at doing roofs. You're really good at building things. You're really good at doing these projects. Like that's not the hard part, but you were never confident about selling people on that value, were you, before? No. 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 It was always, the, you know, try, trying to be everything to everybody is a, it, dude, it's a, first of all, it's a nightmare. It's impossible. And Recipe for disaster. It's impossible. It's the most, the most stressful thing. I mean, there's a lot of stress owning a business. You could be the best freaking business owner in the world and you're still going to be stressed out, but like it reduces it to a manageable level. Completely. Cause then again, you're not spread too thin, right? You're not wearing yep. hats. You're not just like fighting all these wars and different fronts. So yeah. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I want to kind of go to some tactics and guys, again, feel free to comment. Um, I can see the comments here. Like if, if there's something you're struggling with, you know, in sales, it's getting people to say yes. It's, you know, dealing with price shoppers. It's you're not sure how to follow up with people, whatever it is, we're going to cover kind of all that today. And if you, if you want that filter fast tool um, that Andrew was talking about, just, just type in filter fast. We'll get that to you guys. But I think we should start from the basics, Sean, because I think for sales, like for a lot of guys, where the issue, a lot of guys think the issue is that they can't close, right? That a lot of guys like, man, I just, I can't close enough jobs. But really the problem happens way further back where they don't have any kind of process for like filtering people, for how to ask questions. And for like we talked about, like how to actually follow up with people. So I want to yeah. kind of break it down to stages. So, so now, obviously, versus what you used to do, when you get a new lead, whether it's like they call you, it's through your website, however it comes in. When that lead comes in, like what what happens? What's the process that you guys do now for that for that new inquiry? Right. So admin answers the phone. Right. Yeah. That's your first salesman. Not, not Sean. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally the as soon as that phone rings, that's when the sale starts. So that I first like impression. You said that. It's very true. Right. Yeah. Right. But you told me that like eight <laughs> yeah, years ago. Some smart guy told you that. <laughs> yeah, right. Some guy smarter than me told me that. Uh, some guy smarter so, than me told me that, dude. I don't know. You know? So yeah, they pick so, up the phone. Admin picks up the phone, right? Yep. Yeah, right. And then they have, you know, 10, 10 ish questions. You know, it's, we've, we've refined it a little bit, but then they, they and see what are some good. of these questions they're asking these, these potential customers? Um, well, obviously scope of work. Like what do you, what do you want done? Do we even do it? Right. Um, budget. Do you have a budget in mind of what you want to spend? Do you have a time frame? And then like, what are you looking for in a, what, what's the most important thing? Like my favorite question is what's the most important thing to you that you are looking for in a contractor? Huge. And you get a lot of insight from that. Yeah. You get a lot of insight from that. And if it's price, you, you already know, like, <laughs> you know, there's objections that they have to handle like, well, Hey, look, we're not going to be, we're not going to be the lowest. Right. We're not going to probably not going to be the absolute highest, but we're definitely we're not going to be the lowest. So if that's what you're looking for, then we should probably you should probably go a different direction right now. And then after that, it's like so saying after, no, right? That's an example of like you're saying yeah. no. It's like it's cool. And in a nice way, you're not a yeah. you know an a hole about it, but it's just it's just the truth. I don't want to waste your time as much as I don't want my time to be wasted. Hundred percent. And um, so from there, then schedule a discovery call with the salesman. Okay. It's either me, myself, or another person. And then we dive a little deeper into it, what exactly we're looking for. Uh, and then f- through that, we've done enough of it to where we can give some ballpark numbers. Obviously, I don't give any concrete quotes. Yeah. But like, you know, price per square foot, we can get you close or whatever. And we always make it, we always set the bar a little higher than what we think it's going to be. Right. Um, and then we schedule an in-home, uh, if, ever, if, if they check all the boxes and everything's good, we schedule an in-home consultation. Another big thing that I like to do is if we don't do it, I have a list of referrals. So okay, you're still looking for a helpful guy. Right. Other, other, com- 
other yeah. contractors. Like good contractors that you trust that you would refer. Like, yeah, right. And even if it's yeah. like not our our trade or, or nothing that we do, I have a list of you know subcontractors that I've worked with that I trust. And then you build that trust because you never know. They are going to need a roof or they're going to need something someday. Mm-hmm. So you will be that reputable, trustworthy you know, face to them. And uh, so we do that, and then we do our quoting process. If it if it all works out, then we go to our uh, quoting process. Yeah. So guys, I want to pause. Like, so someone's called, right? And like, typically, what we all do is we're like, okay, yeah, like you know, I can be there tomorrow, or like, okay, when do you want the quote? Or like, when can I come by and look at it? And we just like we just drop our drawers and we just like run. Sean has like four or five points, right, where he's potentially making sure this is the right customer, it's the right fit. And a lot of you guys are probably going like, yeah, but you're going to lose work and you're going to lose jobs and you're going to lose money. And it's like, that's okay. Because a lot of that money is garbage money that comes with really bad strings attached. Right, Sean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like everyone, everyone watching this knows that. Yeah. Like the, the, the best job, as I always say, is the one you never took. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, the job where you're on it and you're like, oh my God. Like, how, Sean, what's that feeling like? We all know this. We're halfway through a job and you're like, holy fuck, I'm losing my shirt right now. And I'm still only halfway through this project. Yeah. It's like crushing. It's defeating, right? And your guys feel it. And the client knows it. Everybody feels it. It's like, it's oh, like being in a home. With you. What's that? You take it home with you. Your family oh. knows. You're, you know, oh, you're, you're losing sleep over it. Totally. And it's like, it's like a great analogy. It's like, it's like when a couple, like they should have broken up six months ago, still together and they're living together and they just, it just sucks. It's like, that's what it's like. It's just like, no one wants to be there. Right. So yeah, yeah, guys, you're going to lose jobs when you learn how to sell. That's okay. That's normal. You're also going to start to learn who is the best customers for your business, which is again, great because you're not wasting time and money and gas driving around quoting people who you shouldn't work for in the first place, who aren't a fit for your business. And at the end of the day, probably are going to have a lot of issues and are probably going to like really lag on paying you. So it's like, we often think that like a sale is a sale, right? But a sale is not a sale because the money's not in the bank yet. We haven't paid our guys. We haven't done the job. And like, we'll get probably get into job costing later. But I think this is a critical point you're raising is like, you have all these checks and balances before you even go set foot on site to measure it. And you've got Eagle View, you can measure roofs online, like you've already made sure, right? You've already, and I think you do this, obviously, like for hiring too. you're filtering, right? We're making sure, are these the right people? And like, how much time you got saved you doing that? Like having that filtering process for leads, just asking those basic questions. Oh my God, hours, <laughs> hours a week. Uh, you know, and everybody knows it going to, you know, leaving the dinner table, going to try and frantically get another sale. Uh, and, and you go there and it's a $50,000 project and they have 10, you know, and it's just a complete waste of time. Right. And you feel like an absolute asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Right. To them and to your family. You're like, man, I wasted this guy's time. I wasted my time. My family's pissed off. They're at home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing to that all is saying no does not piss any of the leads off. No, I mean, ra- I mean, rarely you're going to get Very people rarely. that are possible to please, but they're like, thank you for not wasting my time. I, you know, I'll appreciate it. Here's, here's a list of people we refer to do that type of work that you're saying, you know, they'll, they'll be, you know, they're, they're a better option than me. Oh, hundred percent. Like guys, for every member that joins PFC every day, every week, every month, there's like five to 10 that don't, <laughs> that we say no to at some point, right? Like that's a good thing in your business when you're saying no to a fair amount of people. Like that's a good sign because it means you're actually like selling on value. You're actually learning your worth, right? You're actually properly filtering. You're protecting your team. And that's another thing. Let's talk about that for a second, dude. Is like when you don't have a sales process and you just take any and every job, like what does that really do to your team? Because I think this is the underlooked thing that guys don't think about. Like when you throw your guys onto that job and they got to deal with that customer all day, like what does that really do to your culture and your morale? 
they hate it. They hate it. And then they become, you know, and, and then it only takes one guy to in your crew to have that back in your mouth. And then that shit is contagious and it spreads and they hate it. And you, you can't blame them either, but like, you know, it, it's a lot more than just the money that, that you're going to make. Right. So right. cause you got to keep your crew happy because without them, you're nothing. You have work. You don't have, yeah, you can't produce the work that you sell. I don't care how good you are at sales. You've got to produce it. Totally. And you've got to keep your guys happy. And, and that's probably, you know, I never, I, I never really thought about that until right now, but that's, that's probably the biggest win of it all is my guys are, you know, they're they're happy most of the time. I mean, they're working a lot right now because I've gotten a lot better at sales. But it's good. It's good work. It's profitable work. I'm able to give them bonuses whenever they it gets produced. For the most part, the clients are good people, or they're good clients, anyways. And like, yeah, your, your guys spend more time with their clients than you do. For everybody listening to this, like, guys, newsflash: the people who spend the most time with your clients are your team, not you. Right? Right. They're there all day working on their house. Or their, yep. or their commercial property, right? Like I often say, like you don't work for your for your clients. You're, you work for your guys who work for your clients, right? And it's true because like, yeah. they're there eight, nine, ten hours a day. They're interacting with these people constantly. And if that person, that client, is a bad client, like they're a D or C, they're a dick. Like they're going to make your team's life miserable. I can guarantee you that. And like Sean said, it only takes like one bad guy in your team, only one bad client for one of your guys to go. You know what, man? Like this has been the third job in the row in a row where Sean's put us on a shitty job, and like I need to look for something else because it's not worth my stress. Right, and yep. then we go. Oh, they're all leaving because they want more money. It's like no, they don't want more money. They just want to show up to work in a normal environment and be treated like well every day. Like that's yep. that's the that's the real truth, right? So, so having this sales process, right, filtering on the bad clients, making sure you're working with the good ones. The team's happier. Obviously, you're happier, right? You're spending more time with your family. So once you do get in front of that client, like you go physically meet them, right? You're doing the measurements. Like what what is then the next part of the process? What do you then do? to make sure you're setting yourself up for success to land this job, even though you know you're going to be more expensive than most of the competitors. So, I mean, you just, you gotta, you gotta push your value. And a lot of that, which I'm sure we'll touch on later, but a lot of that comes into the uh, follow-up process is when you actually get more of a chance to dive into it. Like now I've started since, since with PFC, I've started selling on zoom and or creating like loom videos and email. And like before PFC, I was just, here's your estimate. Send your email. You call me. Into Good. the black hole, into the F. Yeah. If not, I don't even. I don't even remember you. Like, right. When when we signed on, I was working. I was working on my uh, job board when uh, we first logged in. Like, I didn't track any of that stuff. I had no idea where they were. Like, total mess. Show, show, were show, show your camera. Move your camera. Show people what you're talking about. Like, so guys, this is this is called the Progressive Profit Board job board, right? So like, yeah, you, I just you, cleaned you, it off right before we started, but. You can do this digitally, but like this is just where you track like all your jobs, all your quotes that are out, you haven't closed yet, right? How many you've won when they're starting and like what why do we do this visually? Like I, I like it on a whiteboard versus computer and like why is it good visually, Sean? Like why do you like to see it? Like what's the impact of that? Well, because it's there every day. So I know, I know, I know <laughs> Mrs. Jones, oh sh- oh shit, we gotta get her produced. Right. You know what I mean? Or oh I gotta follow up with her. So I haven't I have a, actually have another board which is digital, which is my CRM. Yeah. But it's the same principle, which is a sales board. So it's it splits sales, jobs that haven't been signed yet, right. so that I can follow up. Yeah. Because you have to follow up. Yeah. You have and then to. those are jobs in production. And, uh, you know, it, it, you just have to see it because if you don't see it, 
you're, you're going to forget. I mean, you're doing a million things a day, right? You're, you're, you're answering phone calls, you're ordering material, whatever you're doing, you know, you're checking in on your crews, you're forgetting things. There's always things. And then when you're laying in bed and you get that, oh shit, I got to do this, that, and the other thing. You don't have to do that when it's in your face every day. Exactly. When you actually have, yeah, have it like defaulted into your life. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, guys. By the way, if the, the job board, the progressive profit board, we're talking about, we have a digital version of it. It's a PDF. If you want that, message us. We'll get you that. But the thing I think that like that's key here to stress is that sales is not about like more. This is the I think the biggest trap that as contractors we fall into is like it's always I want more sales. I want more clients. I want more team. I want everything. It's like more is not more. Less is more. Right, John. Like you were doing more and not making any money before PFC, right? Or like doing the same. And now you're doing the same or maybe even less in some ways, but you're making more actual profit, right? Yep. And that's because you're actually working with the right customers who you're selling at the right price at the end of the day, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, like, and I'm not going to, listen, I'm not going to single anybody out because I talk to so many people every day and I never name names, but the amount of people, guys, who come to us that, that message us and go, you know, I'm broke. I don't have any cash flow. Like I can't pay my bills. And they're like, yeah, I'm doing three, four, five million dollars in revenue. This is, guys, this is literally the definition of, like, this is criminally insane. Like, if you're a contractor right now and you're listening and you're doing over a million dollars in sales and you have no money, like, fundamentally, I think, Sean, you'd agree, like, you're running your business very poorly. You have to be. It's like, it's actually nuts to not make any money. And like we meet guys, Sean, who are like you mean you've you talked to guys in the program, you hear people tell their stories in the CEO group, right? Like on the Zoom calls. Like, guys, there's people you know out there who are listening now, or maybe you just started, who've been doing this for like 10, 15, 20 years, just like breaking even, doing multi-millions of dollars of revenue a year, employing people who are probably actually making more than them, and they're just breaking even. And it's all because of this this vanity we have around we have to do more and like, oh, I did two million dollars in sales, but like what was the aha moment for you, Sean, where you realized like, holy shit, like profit is the only thing that really matters in terms of like your business and your life. Like, what was that for you? Uh, when I started actually making some. Um, <laughs> when started showing uh, up in your bank account? <laughs> well, like, like, right, I think it was right when I started PFC, we bought two new trucks just because we, we had to, you know, we needed them. Right. And we do these things as contractors, right? We just make impulsive decisions. We're like, oh, I need a new truck. So now I'll buy it. We don't think yeah. about it, do we? We're just like, no, I need I need the truck to do the work that I just sold, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we have no idea the cost of that in our business, right? The overhead, the break-even, right? The cash flow. I didn't know what any of that was. I didn't know what a break-even, you know, you know what I mean? I, I had no idea. I was like, what do you mean? I got, you know, there's money in the bank account, but it's not what it should be. I remember the first time, I, my first uh, session with you and you were like, yeah, that's good that you have money, but you should have way more from what you're doing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And, and, <laughs> but, and uh, listen, guys, we do this at PFC. Like, as coaches, like, the reason we coach people and the reason we tell people these brutal things, sometimes the reason we're hard on guys like Sean is not because we're trying to kick people and make them feel bad. It's like, we're not here to sugarcoat things, right, Sean? I think you would say, you'd agree, like, the PFC coaches, we're pretty good at giving it to you raw, right? Like, we're pretty good at, like, telling you this is how it is. Like, we don't we don't baby people. We don't sugarcoat them. This information. No. Dude, no. And like me as a coach getting on this call with you on our, our chats on Facebook, doing this with the whole group here, right? Like if I sugarcoat this for you guys and I tell you guys, yeah, you can just keep selling lots of jobs and you can keep doing this. Like I'm actually doing you a disservice as a coach, just as a person. And I'm really not helping you, right? So you might be hearing a lot of things me and Sean are saying, like, oh, that's not true. Like I don't, I, I don't have to worry about that or I can sell more and I can figure this out later. It's like, guys, there isn't a later often, right? Like 
the way you were headed before, Sean, if you kept going like that for another two, three, four years, do you think you'd still like be a business? Uh, if I if I was still here, then it, I would be miserable. I mean, it was just a shitty job. You know what I mean? It wasn't a business. It's a job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A job that you take with you literally every single where every place you go. Into your dreams, man. It literally takes into your sleep. Oh, it does too. It really does. I mean, everybody knows that. You know, even when things are going great, you still got things on your mind constantly, you know, but you're, worried, you're, worried, you're like worried when the other shoe is going to drop. You're like, it can't be, it can't stay good, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way this is going to last. Yeah. So guys, like if a lot of these concepts, I know we talk a lot of things here on PFC when we're with our members, like we talk about break even and job costing and some of you guys are like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Like, don't worry. Again, Sean didn't know any of this shit before he started writing the program. He didn't know any of these things. Zero. It, it's a journey. It's a process. You learn these things as you go. And like often, like you're ready to receive information. Like I believe like as you're ready for it, like when, you know, when the, when the student is ready, the master will appear as they say. And I believe that ultimately, you know, you're ready to take in this information when you're ready. Like even those things that we've been working on in terms of sales, Sean, if I tried to put that down your throat in the first, when we started versus six months, like probably would have just overwhelmed you. Right. Well, yeah, well, that's the whole thing that, that like, so that's the whole thing about PFC that's different than the other coaches. Cause you know that I literally, I talked to every freaking contracting business coach there was before I decided to go with PFC. And the thing that sold me was there's a process to everything that you're taught. So you start here, you know, you start at a certain spot and then when you're ready, you move on to the next one. And then when you get that down, you move on to the next one. And right. like you said, if you give me sales right away, I would have had a bigger pile of shit to deal with. <laughs> I would have more shit jobs if I didn't get the other stuff under control. Right. You would have just been selling more jobs at a bad price, right? Like you would have just compounded your problems, right? You would have been like, Hey dude, yeah. I did your sales training and I sold like 10 more jobs, but guess what? Uh, I'm still not making any money. It's like, yeah, Sean, cause you haven't learned your pricing yet. Right, like right. you can't go sell work if it's not making you money. So that's the thing, guys. Like there, there is an order and a process we have, and there is an order and a process that, like, generally you should work on in any business, really. But the point of all this is, like, if we're not making you money, if you're not making money in your business, everything else is basically basically irrelevant, right? Like it's it's all useless. Like if we're not making money, nothing's happening. So that's why we focus so heavily on profits. And I get some feedback sometimes. It's weird, John. I don't know why. But I get some feedback from people like, all you guys talked about is profit and money and like, it's greedy. But if we're not profitable as business owners, like, how the hell are we going to pay our guys better? How are we going to provide for our family? Right? How are we going to step up in the community? Like, guys, profit is the vehicle that allows you to be better in all aspects of your life. And I can tell you right now, Sean didn't have any money and he wasn't profitable, right? You, you probably wouldn't be able to compensate your guys the way you're doing to, to work them as hard as you do, would you? No, right. It's the exact opposite of greed. It is the oxygen that you need. You know, when the when the plane's going down and the masks fall, you got to do yourself first, right? So you got to make sure that you have profits to do the, to give your guys new trucks, to pay them well, to give them bonuses, to give them some time off, you know, and pay them for it. Like that that goes further than than money sometimes, right? Um, yeah, a thousand percent. It's like it's just showing them you care, right? At the end of the day, yeah. And then, of course, yourself, too. What, what the hell are you doing it for? Go work for somebody else if you don't want to make a profit, man. And you'll have yeah. way less stress. You'll literally, when you clock out, stop working. Everybody. Yeah, so literally what I say to everybody, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, you're doing all this work. You're doing all these hours. You're taking all the stress to make basically the same or maybe like a little bit more than what you'd make working for somebody else. But with like a fraction of the stress, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the point? What is vanity. the reward you're getting? Yeah, vanity, pride, right? Like, what is the reward you're getting? And like, why are you suffering so hard for so little? It doesn't make any sense. 
So nope. I hope if anything, guys, like again, and this is making sense, guys, just, just drop a comment in. Um, again, break even, you know, all these sales that you're talking about, if you want these tools, specifically the, the sales stuff we're talking about, just comment um, and we'll get it to you. Just comment, filter fast. So you've, you've met the person, right? You've realized they're a good fit. You've done all that. You've, you've, you've given them their measurements. Now, I, lo- I know a lot of people do this, Sean, to me all the time. Okay, how much is it going to cost, right? Like you're at their house. You've done all the measurements. Okay, how much is it going to cost? Like uh, how much is it going to be for my roof? And what do you do then? What do you say now? You just So, uh, yeah, right. That happens all the time. But <laughs> how much is it going to cost? And you just got to be like, well, what I do and what I've told uh, my sales guy to do is like, look, I don't want to rush through this. I want to provide you a very detailed quote. Of it's going to cover absolutely everything that we're going to do, and that takes time. So I'd like to put together a comprehensive estimate for you. When I when I have it prepared, we can go over it. We can either zoom, I can meet you back here, or you know I, I can send it off, and then we can call afterwards. But I want to make sure that I don't that I leave no stone unturned, and that I'm covering absolutely everything, and that you're going to get the absolute best quality that you possibly can. Right. So I cannot provide you a quote off the cuff like that. Someone said hundred dollar bills. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are doing this. Like, I think I got a stack of money right here. I got to pay my AC guy. Hundred dollar bills. This is Canadian money. It's fake, Sean. It's got the queen yeah. on it. It's fake. It's Monopoly money. Yeah, it's when I had like the queens on it or something. Like that. It doesn't work. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, guys, right? If you if you let like it's all about expectation management, right? That's what sales is. And if you set an expectation with somebody and then you under deliver on that expectation, you're probably going to lose the sale, right, Sean? Yeah. Because if you say like, yeah, it's going to be around 40K, but then you go back and you spend that hour doing that quote, you're like, oh shit, like they need, they need drip edge and that's way up in price right now because the metal's up and it's actually going to be $44,000. Now you look like an asshole, right? You look, you look unethical, right? Yeah. You look like you're lying. Yeah. And clients like, oh man, like I told me 40, now it's 44. It's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? Right. You've instantly lost their trust. And sales is yep. just about building trust with people and getting them to really just like see multiple perspectives. So you do that. So you go back, you do the estimate, you know, it takes a few days, maybe a week, you get them their price. And then I know what you used to do, right? I think this is everybody on this channel or 99% is you just email the quote and in the email, you're like, Hey, here's your price. Just get back to me when you're ready to get started or let me know if you have any questions, yeah. something to that effect. And then what happens <laughs> usually? They disappear, man. Tumble yep. words, right? And, and then, then you're like, oh, I think I gave a quote to so-and-so. Oh, well, uh, they'll be oh, another The price one. is probably too high or they probably went with like one of the shitty guys or, you know, whatever. I'm busy. You know, I got, I got other leads, right? And what yep. is the inherent danger of that right there? Like on both the follow-up side, but then also on the sales side. What is, for everybody listening, like what is the real impact of doing that? Well, people like being followed up with. They, it shows that you care, right? Because yeah. most people don't do that. And even even if you don't get the sale, you gain insight as to why you didn't get the sale. Very so true. it makes you so it makes you even better, right? And um, you know, and not only that, you can handle objections. You can actually like a lot of people will divulge other information from other contractors, and you can a b your estimate and theirs right next to each other, and you okay. can just prove your value. Right, because people, everyone on this call probably thinks people buy based on price. Total fallacy, guys. People do not buy based on price. They buy on value. Okay? Yep. Like, I know it's, we always think like everybody just wants it cheaper. And like, you know, I hear I hear like every possible excuse like, oh, the illegal is are, dri- are driving the prices down or like it's unlicensed guys or, you know, there's all these guys, you know, you know, or firemen contractors who are working on the, like none of that. It's all BS. 
that's like the most victim bullshit you can spew out of your mouth. And that's mind garbage. The reason why you're losing jobs is because you're you're probably an order taker. Like Sean, most guys, let's be honest, are order takers. Yeah. Right? They get I used to work. Yeah. You get your work through repeat. You get your work through referral. You get your work through like some marketing channels. You're just in a small area. You're busy. You get tons of work. You win it all because your prices are low. You convert like 60, 70, 80% of your jobs. And then you wonder why you're broke. It's because you're an order taker. And this yep. is not, I'm not trying to be mean to you guys, but again, like this is no BS. It's because you are not selling. You're taking orders. And this happens in every economy, right? We see it with realtors and like boom cycles, right? Property market's hot. Like right now, realtors are making all sorts of money because they're order taking. And the second there's a downturn, the second the economy changes, all of a sudden, all those leads stop coming in, all those referrals stop coming in. And then you got to sell. And if you don't know how to sell, you're dead. Because all of a sudden, right on that work, and this probably happened to your dad throughout his many cycles of business, right? Where it's like, man, like there's no work. I can't get, you don't know what's going on. And it's like, well, yeah. You don't have you don't follow up. You don't have any sales game, right? Like am right. I wrong? Because I, I see nope. every you know. Hold on. Yeah, and then you're scrambling to get work, right? And then what happens when you scramble to get work? Usually you get shit work. Yeah, or you neglect the other parts of your business, like invoicing and job site management and hiring, right? And then yeah. it's like the hamster wheel. You're jumping around. So okay, so you do that. You 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 don't email the quote anymore. Awesome guys, stop emailing. Like today, everybody listening, there's ten thousand people in this group. Stop emailing off your quotes. And hoping they're going to get the job. I think the best analogy for this, Sean, I always give this analogy. It's like if you're younger, back in your college days, you know, before we were married, right? You go to a bar and if you just like were to hope that a girl would, would, would come over and talk to you and just give you her number at the bar, probably not going to happen, is it? You're going home alone. <laughs> you're going home alone, right? Yeah. And like in every group of guys, there was always the guy who wasn't that good looking, but he was just fearless and he would just ask every girl for a date. And he'd probably end up getting a date because he just didn't yep. care and he'd follow up and he'd just be relentless. Right. Like yep. I had a buddy like that and he was like, he wasn't that good looking, but like he'd always, you know, get a date, right? always get a girl to kiss him, whatever it was. And was like, what? like, how's he doing it? It's just like, it's a numbers game. And the point is guys is like, you just like sending off that quote and hoping they're going to get back to you. Well, here's what's going to happen. They're going to get busy. Their kids are going to get sick. They're going to get other quotes. Their wife's going to yell at them. Right. All these things are going to happen. And I used to, and I think you, Sean, I used to take it personally, right? I'd be like, man, like this person doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I think yeah. that, that's what kills us is you take it personally. And like, that's one thing I know me and you worked on a lot. I want you talking about that. Like, how how important is it to, to like detach yourself emotionally from the outcome of the sale or from just doing sales? Like, wh- why is that something you've really, you know, worked on? Well, because then it's just, then it's just, you know, it's just factual. What you're saying is, is, is the truth, right? And you're not like, Oh God, I really want to get this sale. I really want to do this. You're not selling like that anymore. You're selling confidently because you don't need it or, you know, you want, you might want it, but you don't need it. And another thing too, that you and I worked on as far as like, uh, what's a lot of money to you might not be a lot of money to whoever you're selling to. And mostly it's not. They've done like, especially today, man, you can find out anything on the internet. They've done their research. They know how much it's people are probably smart. Gonna... The internet has made customers fairly educated. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. So instead of being like, Oh, it's going to be $20,000 and sh- trembling, you know, to give it, that's just what it is. It costs $20,000. This is what, you know, th- this is the value that we provide. This is what you get. You don't just get a new roof, right? You get a, it's the whole customer journey through the whole thing, right? right. So the minute they call, they're getting 
top-notch service the whole way, yeah. all the way up to the sale, and then when it's produced, and then even we follow up after it's produced. How, how you know how did everything go? You know everything like that. Like that's all that they're all paying for all of that, right? That's all baked into your price essentially. That's all like that's what they're paying for. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. And, and to me, that's all sales too, right? Because now, now they're going to refer you to other people. Oh, they ch- they followed up with me. They made sure everything was done right. You know, they ha- they checked in after the job was produced. They didn't just take the check, produce the job, poof, gone. Right. So now they're going to be more inclined to give you give your name out to other people. And um, you know, yeah, uh, that's, that's that, that changed my whole. That changed everything for me. Just yeah, just doing it's, that. It's a game changer. Like because, like you said earlier, that shit follows you everywhere. Right, like yeah. you take that home, you take it to bed, you take it to your kids, and like someone just said a comment, like it's extremely hard to detach emotion from the job. It, it used to be so personal, and like yeah, the, the problem is when you're in chaos, when you don't have any process, when you don't know your numbers, when you're, like everything is personal, right? Because you don't understand it. So how could you possibly not take it personal? That's all you know. And like yep. once once you can really detach yourself and go, you know what? Like I didn't win this job, and there's a reason why, and probably there's things I can do to improve. But also like it's okay. Because I don't need every job, right? I don't. I, they don't have to take every job. You can just kind of, you know, get yourself together and move on to the next one, right? And and that's the other thing I think with, with like the psychology of selling the contractors. We have this like I call it the poverty kind of like starvation mindset where we're thinking like this is I got to get this job. Like you're thinking in this poverty mindset, but there's like there's more work than you can handle. Like right, Sean, like you're you literally can't even do all the work that's requested of you, can you? No. And it's always going to be like that, guys. There's always going to be. Like if you just look at the data of how many homeowners there are in North America and how many contractors there are, there's like 100 to one ratio of homeowners to contractors. And every year as guys retire, like Sean's dad, like the the gap gets bigger, right? There's more people getting houses, more people getting condos, and the amount of good contractors is staying the same or going down. So there's way more. There will always be infinitely basically more demand than supply but we think as contractors the other way around we think there's like a million contractors and only a few homeowners but it's, it's literally the inverse right dude oh yeah saying. yeah and talk about like i want you to talk about that when you got into the that really wealthy neighborhood you landed that big job like i know that was a bit of an eye-opener for you so so basically sean got a like a big job in a really nice neighborhood and he messaged me he's like hey man like i want to maximize this i want to get into these other houses and i want to you know get more rich people and I think that was a big thing for you, like you said earlier, realizing like what's a lot of money to you really isn't a lot of money to the right customer, right? Yep. Like in terms of in terms of that cost. Because if someone can afford a $40,000 roof, if they have that money, fundamentally, they can afford a $50,000 roof. Yep. Right? Like let, let's be honest, right? If you can budget 40, you can probably afford 50. Maybe oh, yeah. not, you probably may not be able to afford 80 and do like a metal roof, but you can probably afford, right? Like to get a slightly better roof and a slightly better contractor. So when you got that job, right, when we talked about that, I gave you those strategies. Like, I know that was a big thing for you. Like, what really changed for you when you got into that neighborhood and you saw how those rich people operated? Like, what was it that made you go, like, oh, shit, like, this is the next level or this is the game we're in? Um, well, for one thing, they were motivated by what other people were doing. Mm. <laughs> and that blew my mind, like, because I buy just what I need, right, for, for the most part anyways. And I was like, you know, and I was talking to people that didn't need new roofs. I was like, your roof, oh, I'm thinking like your roof only looks like it's about 15 years old. You probably got 20. Yeah, but it's got stains all over it. They're making up like, reasons okay. why they need oh. a new roof. <laughs> What's that? They're making up reasons why they need a new roof. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then I started to realize like, okay, like you said, 
when when I went over that quote, when we uh, went over that, was that and you were like, dude, you could have charged more. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're killing me, man. But then <laughs> I could. And it was real. And then so like that little kick in the teeth, which is what I love about PFC is like, they're there to help you when you need to help. Right. But when you need a reality check, you get that kick in the teeth that you need. And I like that. I don't like being, I like being shot straight. So yeah. no, you're like, dude, you charge more. I got, I, I forget how many it was. I think I got like 12 leads out of it. Um, and the eight of them turned into appointments and I sold four of them. So, and every single one of them was higher was a higher margin than the other one. And I was like, yeah, I was like, because they were like, well, Mr. Seaback got a new roof and I, you know, ours is looking pretty old. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can help you with that. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. We got, you know, he was a a reference too. I shot a video with him, like right in his driveway. So, I mean, it was gold. It was gold. And then I was able to. Does this cost tons of money, dude? Like all these tactics cost like a ton of money? No. It's all just basically cost nothing, right? To do all these things. It was, I, it was a little bit of time, but you know, what, what else are you going to do with it, right? You're you're here to make that money, so you got to go out and you know you got to work hard. Even when you get to those next levels, like you know, from from where I was to where I'm at now, and I don't have everything figured out. I don't want to come off like that, but no, like never, we never do. It's, you still have to work hard. Like you never, still gotta, it's a non-negotiable. Like it's not yeah, right. Change. It's not a diet pill, like. You know, we've talked before, like, and I've talked to other people thinking they want to join PFC. And I'm like, no, it's not a diet. It's not like you join PFC and then all your troubles are fixed. Like, you have to put in work. But when you start doing it, the work, that hard work is exponentially more rewarding than just wearing your tool belt and grinding and going out and on every freaking call that comes in. Like, that, that hard work actually has rewards that are, that are bigger. You know what I mean? So, like... You're t- you get your time back and the time that you do spend, you're spending it on shit that's going to actually make you money. It's going to position you above your competition. And, you know, and then you start getting time back because you put all these systems into place, like with sales and everything like that. It's literally cut my time. Probably, I do, I'm probably spending like 40% of the time that I was before and I'm getting jobs that I want and I'm making money on all of them. Every single one. Every single one I'm making um, margins that I didn't think, you know, I'm just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to sell at this. Like what kind level. of just like if you feel comfortable sharing, like what kind of margins you know are you making on some of these jobs? I'm I'm 30 net on roofs right now. So guys, 30 I'm, net. I'm going to pause and, because not everyone knows what net net profit is, Sean. Unfortunately, you know this is why we're here, guys. It's okay. And if you want to if you want to learn what net profit is, guys, like people often ask me, like what's gross, what's net, what is all this stuff? Like net is money, like what physical money you make, like cash you hold on to. Um, you can just type yeah. in net profit, type in job costing, which we're going to talk about. But so net profit guy is super simple. So after Sean's paid all of expenses, all of his labor, all of his guys, all of his vehicles, all of his office overhead, his rent, S3 paid everything, right? Paid himself. Myself. Yeah. By the way, pay yourself. We'll talk, we can talk about that in a minute. You paid yourself. Like everything's paid, right? So this is like a, you know, let's say the $50,000 roof. You're making 30% net. That means that Sean's taking home, like putting in the bank account, $12,000 or $15,000 of like money, like of real money, right, Sean? Yes, sir. And it's not like what it used to be where the money comes in and then it's gone the next week, right? Nope. Because you didn't factor in all the bills you had to pay. This is money that's growing in the bank account, right? Or you reinvest it, you buy stuff with it, right? But it's actual money. It's like a real fund. So net profit, yep. guys, that's what it is. Like real money, like after you pay everything. So you're making 30% net on, on roofs, like forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000. And when you joined PFC, did you think that was like even like, guys, you, you probably thought that was insane, right? 
I was averaging, and I didn't even know this until I joined PFC and I had to look at my, uh, with um, the financial coach, look at my numbers. And I was like, I don't even want to do it. I'm scared to even do it. But I did. I was, I was about 12 to 14 and it was all over the place. Like there was no consistency in it. So literally more than doubled it. Doubled your profit. Not bad. Okay. Pretty good. Nope. Okay. So worth, worth the, uh, worth the time you had to put in to learn the numbers, right? Probably the best thing that I did was learn, <laughs> was get a control of the numbers. Right. Cause again, like I said earlier, guys, without the numbers, like you're dead in the water, right? Like everything follows you. Yeah. If you're not making any money, like forget about it. You, you can have the best clients in the world. You can have the best guys. You have the best equipment. You can have the nice, most branded trucks. You can have a million Google reviews. If you are not making any money, you're never going to get to where you want to go. You're just going to be stuck in the hamster wheel. And you're going to end up like retiring or dying broke. Let's be honest, right, John? Yeah. Right? Like the path your dad was headed on. And again, like, you know, I don't know your dad personally. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. But like, did he, did he have a plan for like for like retiring and like for financials and for the future? Or was his plan just pass it to you? Um, You know, I don't – I mean, he, he was he was always really – always successful in the business. I don't want to, you know, take anything away from him. He was yeah, really no, successful. But you have to be in your business just, over 20 years. You have to be doing something. It, it was just through sheer hard work and hustle. Just it putting in a ton of freaking hours. Yeah. And he's like in his early 60s now. And, you know, he's hunched over. He's had like countless surgeries. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to play that game, no. right? No. It's not worth it, guys. Right? Like if you don't get a handle on these things, guys, you don't get the numbers in your control. You don't learn how to sell you're going to wake up and be like 50 and be like, I have nothing in the bank and like I abuse my body and you know, I don't really have a plan and that's okay. Like we work with guys, 50, 60, 70, you know, even like, we have guys who are in their eighties, right? Like <laughs> it's never too late. That's the thing, right? It's never too late to change. It's the good news, right, Sean? Like it's never no. too late to, to learn new things, is it? No, no, not at all. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing like that you could tell, like if you could do anything for anybody right now, it'd be to tell these guys, if you're just starting out, guys, like you're still new in business, you're still learning these things and you're growing quickly or like you're starting to see that things are getting out of control. Like what if you could go back in time, dude, like five years, seven years and have known this stuff and done this stuff then, like where would you be now? <laughs> oh, man, probably. <laughs> I hate I always do this to everybody and it always messes everybody up. They're like, oh, man, probably on a beach somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But you wouldn't really like to work, man. You wouldn't. Be. The beach is boring after a week, man. No, I'm yeah, sure. right. You're right. You're right. I do like the I do like the hustle, but it's it's better when you're winning all the time, right? Right. But you'd be way further ahead if, like, when you started, you learned these right things, right? Like you learned the proper steps, the proper procedures, right? How to price. Yes, right? absolutely. It pays, yeah, it pays interest every year. So if you're guys, if you're newer in your business, you're just starting out. You're like, man, like I don't know what any of this shit is, and like I want to do this right. Like you only get one shot to do this right, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, yeah. for like in terms of from the get go. Yes, you can fix it later, but just like when someone hires you to undo the work of a bad contractor, it's way more difficult and it's way more expensive to undo all the years of bad work. Right at the end of the day, it's hard to break bad habits. It really is, right? And that's what this is about, guys. Like people ask, like people often ask me, like, what is like PFCL about? It's just about creating good habits, right? It's like why do people join fitness programs? Why do people go on diets? Why do people like join workout? you know, clubs, why do people do it? It's to change their habits because the habits you have, like the decision-making you have or the perspective you have right now is fundamentally not getting you a result you want. So you either have to change that or just like do something completely different for a living if you want to get a different result at the end of the yeah. day. And, 
and how important I guess on that note the last thing because we can tie it into like the pods and stuff like how important has it was it was it or has it been you know being exposed to other guys who are also like because you might just do it and think like hey like I'm a fluke or like whatever it's random but how has it been being exposed to other guys who do the same type of work as you who are also making this kind of money who are also you know, making this kind of profit right Ah, oh, dude, it's awesome. That that shit's contagious. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and not only that too, though, but like actually, like the Facebook group is, uh, in my opinion, is just as valuable as the coaching because well, you, 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 what's that? How do you mean by that? Well, because you know, you're, there's, you know, however many coaches there are, but there's hundreds of other guys and and girls. And everyone's willing to help. Like, like for, um, like there's a, there's a gentleman in the, uh, in the group who's a huge roofer. And literally anytime I have a problem, if he's available, he helps me. Like people are willing to help. And it's good to know that you're not alone, right? It's good to not be alone because it can be, as a business owner, you can feel like on a, a stranded, you know, you don't got anybody to talk to and or, or just run ideas by it and the coaches are great i mean they have all kinds of insight and everything like that and and that's awesome but then like you multiply the knowledge that the coaches have by 15 or 20 i don't even know how many people are in the group right now and you, you post a question or, or a concern and you're you're getting you're getting feedback right away you're getting answers right away people willing to help people call you up and you know like i made a bunch of friends that i'll probably have for the rest of my life uh, in, it's uh, it's in, called leverage, right? It's like you're leveraging other people's mistakes and knowledge. That's all it is, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's, it's a think tank. It's like, you know, you're you're learning from guys. Like if you're a roofer, like Sean, you're doing, a, you know, you're doing X amount of revenue and you're hanging with a guy who's doing like three to four times X your revenue. He's already made all those mistakes that you're going to make as you grow. So you now you get to learn all those, right? So you get to like learn what not to do as much yeah. as you get to learn what to do, right? Which is incredibly valuable. So yeah, so like yeah, I think the island thing is the worst, man. Like I remember just like for years, you're just like you're slogging away, right? And like you, your family can't relate, your wife can't relate. No one knows what's going on, right? You hide half the shit from them, and it's just like this very lonely, very isolating thing. But once yeah, you work with other people, right? Once you kind of get involved in this environment, you're like, oh shit, I'm not the only one, right? We think we're unique, but we're not. We're all the same. No, exactly. That's exactly it too. And <laughs> you know, it's good to know that other people have ate the same shit that you're currently eating and they have a strategy and a to bypass it and to get to the, get to the other side of that pile of shit. Totally, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I could not agree more. They have, they have, they have like, yeah, the shortcut, right? Like the cheat codes. I say now. Yeah. Like I made all these mistakes. This is what not to do. This is what worked for me. You know, we've yeah. been there. You're not alone. You're not an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? You're not making some mistakes that just you make. Like it's good. I mean that, that right there is valuable, especially for your mindset too. Right. Because yeah. you can beat yourself up and get down on yourself. Yeah, positive uh, mindset's contagious in a good way, right? Like at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, listen, guys, if, if you're in this group, you've already made a massive step in your life to, to again, to, to learn from other people, surround yourself, get more knowledge. So that's awesome, right? If you want to get to the next level, you want to get even more insights specific to what you do in your trade or whatever, awesome. Drop a comment. We can help you with that. And again, all of this stuff starts like we talked about at the beginning, right? But knowing your worth, knowing your value, and filtering clients. So, again, that tool is available. So I think really the, the three main things like are, Sean, like number one, you know, know your numbers, stick with them, right? Like hold firm, right? Yep. Price properly. Two, actually have some kind of a process. And it can just be literally asking some basic questions about budget, about timeline, like actually properly do some basic filtering. And then three is just like, yeah, you have to follow up, guys. Like you're going to send a lot of quotes, right? You're going to do a lot of meetings. A lot of people are going to say no. People are not going to get back to you. 
but you, it is your responsibility or your sales team. Like you have to consistently follow up with all of your customers, like phone, right? John text, email, whatever. Yep. You have to follow Cause just because they're saying no today, they might say no in a week. They might say yes in a month, right? Like it could change or you might get no response from for 10 days. And then on the 11th day, they're like, Oh, Hey man, I was on vacation. I got back yet. Yeah, let's do the roof. Right. It's like, yep. <laughs> I mean, most, most of the, most of the closes that are from follow-up. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, some of them are one call closes or whatever, you know, and those make you feel great. But like the reality is that that's not the majority of it. Like yeah. you need to do the work and follow up with people. And another thing too, like if you're spending money on marketing, how much are you, how much are you wasting if you just let that one go? Like that's one thing that goes in my eyes too. I was like, <laughs> you're right, man. I got so, so like just a lot of time. Yeah. Every week. If, if you're spending money on leads like Facebook, in, you know, Kijiji, and the thing goes for hiring for candidates, but you're spending money on ads or you're spending money to generate leads and you're not getting back to every single lead like multiple times, you're literally burning your own money, right, Sean? Like basically. Yeah. What's like, your what's your customer acquisition cost? That's another thing that I had no freaking clue what it even was, right? And then you realize it and then you're like, oh my God, I'm just literally lighting money on fire. It's insane. Yeah, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave everybody depressed. I want to leave on a positive note. And the positive yeah. note, guys, follow up costs nothing. It is the best sales tool because it costs nothing but a little bit of your time. And like, it's not a lot, right, John? You dealt what default maybe like three, four hours a week for follow up. It's looking crazy. Four hours a week, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, three, do some phone calls, Friday. send some emails, send some texts. Right, just be persistent. Um, yeah, KVK. Yeah, we'll get you the filter fast tool, dude. No worries. But yeah, like just just guys like follow up all these things that we've taught you today, like the filtering leads, the follow up learning your numbers, like this all costs zero money to, to do these basic things. And you can do them every single week for the life of your business and get a massive ROI. But the thing like Sean said is you have to do the work. You have to show up. And you actually actually have to implement it. If you don't, you're not going to get any result. So if you're not happy with the results you're getting and you're doing nothing, then yes, you're going to get nothing. <laughs> Pretty simple. Exactly. But if you do a little bit, you will slowly get to get more and more and more. And it becomes like, again, like a kind of like a compounding interest, right? And once you yep. start doing this and mastering it like Sean has, then, you know, you start getting better and you just get more confident and it just makes things better. It feeds itself. So listen, guys, we're going to do next week. I'm going to do a second part to this wholesale series. I'm going to bring another guy in named Jordan. Um, we're going to talk about more about like the kind of like psychology of selling. But the point is, guys, is that, you know, Sean was in a place like many of you didn't know his numbers, couldn't figure this stuff out. The only difference between Sean, I think really between you and anybody else in this group watching at the end of the day is you decided to just take action and take direction and actually do something about it. Like, that's the main thing, right? You have to. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just looking at the fence and like reading the signs and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to start walking. And yep. Do something differently. Because what you're doing wasn't working, fundamentally. Exactly. Yeah. So guys, we all have the same skills. We all have the same knowledge. We all have the same ability. Uh, I believe like inherently we can all do the same things, but you have to just do it. That's like the thing that no one wants to talk about. And that's the problem with the internet, I think, too, Sean. Like a lot of these coaches, a lot of stuff on Instagram is like everyone's like instant results, instant gratification. You know, fix all your problems in 90 days. It's not going to happen, guys. It's just some sort no of way. I don't know what you've been sold, but it's like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Those magic no. beans you bought, they're not going to work. You know, <laughs> it's like. Everything you do takes work, man. And, yeah. and, and the more rewarding it is, the harder the work is, but. The sweeter the results. I mean, what are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You know, sit there and cry about it and blame other people or you got to figure it out. Right. Nope. Exactly. Nope. Yeah. Super proud of Sean Whalen. I don't know who that is, but they said that in Facebook. Yeah, man. And Sean, you should be proud of yourself, dude, because you're, you're doing it. You're like, you're, you're walking the walk and you're talking the talk. Right, dude. 
that's yeah it feels good man it feels good to be real about it you know authentic to actually be living it yeah and your team probably sees that i bet right oh yeah yeah they love it they're like this guy's a real leader this guy cares this guy's doing it right He's not just and, that, and another thing too, we didn't talk about, or we did talk about a little bit, but it's like when your crew is happy, they represent your company in a better light as well, too, because they're actually happy. One million percent, yeah. Happy team members mean happy customers, which mean more money. Just quite simple, yep. right? It's super simple. All right, listen, dude, Sean, thanks so much. You give us almost an hour of your time, guys. If you want, and again, any more help, just drop a comment below, um, shoot us a message. Um, we'll make sure to get everybody the replay. If, if you're live, just type in hashtag live. If you're replay, hashtag replay. Sean, dude, thanks so much, man. Um, I love your shit. I love people helping. Uh, I've been, you know, it's been awesome to be watching your whole journey, dude, and where you're going. You know, you still got a lot you can do, which is the best part. And that's the best part, guys. Like, there's always more to learn, right? Like, it never ends. There's always another mountain to climb. Exactly, man. So, dude, thanks again. Um, I wish you all the best. I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Everybody else, if you're watching the replay, awesome. Otherwise, we're going to end this over. And yeah, any, any, any like ending remarks or anything else? Anybody else? And there's 10,000 people in this group. Again, any other things you want to say before you go? Uh, yeah. Um, just get the help. Just do it. Cause you can't figure it out on your, on yourself or all by yourself, man. It, it's lonely and it doesn't have to be like, you don't know what you don't know. And, um, you, you could beat yourself up about it or you could just do something about it and get the help that you need from a whole team of winners and, you know, and the whole Facebook group. I mean, it, it, it's really a great place. And uh, the best thing I did for my business and for my personal life too, because I'm just a completely different person. So I would say <laughs> just pull the trigger, get the help. Yeah, we're here to help you guys. Just shoot us a message, guys. And if we can't help you, listen, we'll tell you who can. Trust me. Like I say to other people all the time, you know, if we're not the right fit, I'll let you know, just like Sean does with his customers. Yeah, well said, dude. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on Wednesday at four. Sean, you're a rock star, dude. Really appreciate it. Andrea, thanks so much. We'll see you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, Rockstar, I hope that you enjoyed that one. I mean, if you did like this podcast, leave a review, leave a comment. Now, this will help us a lot to keep you bringing the gold, keep help uh, allowing you to delegate, dominate, and deliver so you can take your contracting business to the next level. Now, make sure you subscribe, get the latest teachings and insights, and we will see you back here for another No Bullshit podcast. No, seriously, no bullshit.